welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode number 12. Uh, lots of wind going on here in Southern California. Uh, I am one of these people who absolutely love the wind. I don't know if you're a wind person, but I happen to be a wind person. So when I hear the wind like slamming against the house all night long, I, I'm like, I can't wait to get up in the morning and sit out outside and just let that wind <laughs> pound me. I feel bad for people like my wife, uh, my senior pastor. Uh, they have allergies and it's literally hell on earth for them. So it's so interesting to me that something that feels to me like heaven on earth feels like hell on earth uh, to them. So uh, I love the wind. I think it's an amazing gift from God. And yet for so many of you, it is such a deep struggle and you throw your hand in the air and you say, why, oh God, have you allowed this wind to come after us? So all that to be said, people are different. They enjoy different things. And from what my friend Marianne keeps telling me, I'm a very odd, odd person, and I get that, and I get that. I completely get that. <laughs> I hope you're having a great day digging into this passage. Again, this was one of those passages as I was kind of working through some other, I was reading, I've been reading in the Psalms, and that's why a lot of the passages that we've gotten are in the Psalms. I've been reading and studying through the Psalms, and then every once in a while, like passages will start popping up. So that's why you're getting some of these other passages. They'll just start kind of popping up, and this was one that, that popped up. I was trying to remember remember where, you know, where the passage was. So I, I can kind of remember the words. And so I, I kind of Googled it. Praise God for Google. So I Google uh, this particular verse and just started going, I think I'm supposed to sit in this for a moment. I'm supposed to reflect on this. So um, Matthew 26, verse 41, watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing but the flesh is weak. This is Jesus talking. Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. I the, the part of the passage that I remembered was the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So I looked it up and then kind of read through the context and all that other stuff. And, and it, it started reminding me of, of, of this idea that and Jesus isn't having like what's going on in this passage is very, very interesting. Uh, what you have in this passage is they have just gotten done with the Passover meal. He's just let him know that they're going to that he's going to die in verse thirty five. Uh, you have uh, the disciples, uh, some of the disciples saying that they would die for him. You know, I'll die for you. I'll do whatever. And so Jesus then moves into the garden uh, to pray because he's overwhelmed to the point where he's bleeding, the scriptures say. He's overwhelmed with the idea of being separated from God the Father, taking on the sins of humanity. He's overwhelmed with it. And what do you do when you're overwhelmed? you go pray because that Jesus models that so well for us. So he goes and prays and he says to his disciples, do me a favor. Could you just 
just for a minute, could you just pray for me while I'm praying? Like, I, I don't want to, I don't want it to be a whole scene. Don't come up here with me, but just down here, could you just pray down here for me as I am working through what God is asking me to do? Could you pray for me? And the disciples are like, of course, we'll do that for you. Like we told you before, we would die for you. Uh, it may, and yet what, what ends up happening is this, Jesus returns and they're asleep. <laughs> They're falling asleep. Uh, apparently the activities of the day, the week before were such a big week and they were tired. And so they fall asleep. And so Jesus says to them, Hey, listen, um, watch and pray that you may not enter into, into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. I, I have used this illustration in the past. I find it, uh, a really funny illustration, mainly because I think it pertains to me. Uh, if you are, are married or you have a male in your life somewhere, what uh, you should know about men is they fascinate about being superheroes. Now, I'm not talking about putting on tights, okay? And maybe some of you do do that, and there's counselors for that. Um, they, they love to meet with you and talk through that with you. But anyway, um, <laughs> the, the men fascinate about being the hero, right? Men fascinate about, like, uh, a guy come, you know, you're you're shopping with your family in the in the grocery store, and a man bursts through with a gun, and and, and your husbands or your, the man in your life, you know, they reenact a scenario where they become the hero, and it it comes from when we were young. We always wanted to be the hero, and some of us had mothers that went, "You're you're you're so strong," and we went, "Yeah, I know, I'm really strong, right?" So men have these scenarios, and it, and it, and it goes something like this, at least for me with my wife in my mind, babe. I would do anything for you to protect you. Like, I would die for you. And, and, and the truth is, I would die for my wife. I would die for my family. I would do anything. Like, and I have these, sometimes I have these daydreams about a man breaking in the door, right? And I'm like Rambo, and I've got a bow and arrow, and I'm like ready to go. Let's do this, right? And I'm going to take you on. Patty, take the kids in the room. Don't worry. I'll be up in a sec after I take care of this intruder, okay? This is a real scenario. Ladies, I'm so sorry, but this is a real about the men in your life. So we have this scenario. Where this starts breaking down is, is like this. I I will literally, and I and I would die for my wife, but then my wife will say something to me like this. She'll go, "Hey, is there any way that you could do the dishes tonight? That'd be great." And I'm like, "Oh, the game is on." Or I had this other little project to do, or I have a podcast to record. You know, that would be great, but you know, I just I don't know if I'm feeling it, and so. I, I would imagine how confusing that is for my wife. Like, wait, wait, hold on. You would literally lay down your life. You lay down your life for me and the kids. Yes, absolutely. But you don't want to do the dishes. Yes, that is true as well. Like, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't compete. It doesn't compute. Like, what is happening? This is what's happening in the scene. Like, the disciples are saying, don't worry. We're not going to let anything happen to you. Like, we'll lay out down our lives for you, Rabbi. We'll do anything for you. And Jesus is like, okay, I don't, I don't need that right now. I just need you to pray for me. And they're like, yeah, of course. And then they fall asleep. But isn't that truly human? Isn't it? Isn't it so ironic? Like, I'll follow you, Jesus. I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll sacrifice anything. And he's like asking for the smallest. I just need you to love your neighbor. And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. About that. Right? And, 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 and so here he's exposing something that's truly 
human, and this is what I, I do think is truly human. I think most people want to do the right thing. I think most of us want to do the right thing. If you've confessed Jesus as Lord and Savior, I really believe that when you did that, that the Spirit of God is working in you and you have a desire to, to follow after Jesus, to do what Jesus is calling you to do. I really believe that. But yet, so often we find ourselves in this, these scenarios like the disciples find themselves in, in the garden where we've said we'll do anything for Jesus, and then it's the simplest things in which we fall apart on. And that's why we find in Romans 7.15, like, Paul's frustrated. Paul's frustrated with himself. And maybe right now we should be uh, frustrated with ourselves. I I am. And as I was working through this, I'm like, I feel this so deeply. But but Paul, Paul says it like this, and maybe you can resonate with this. I know I do. He says this, For I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want to do, but I do the very thing I hate, right? That there is this tension within the human life that says, I know the right thing to do, right? I know if I want to lose weight, that I should probably eat different and stop going to In-N-Out. But have you had a double-double? And listen, if you don't live in Southern California or Arizona or any place that has In-N-Out, I'm so, so sorry. You should. Because I'm letting you know that delicious piece of meat and bun and special sauce and grilled onions, because who gets a slab of raw onions? I don't know, but uh, is so delicious. But if you're trying to lose weight, it's the worst thing you can put in your body. Now, you need some vegetables, but so often we find ourselves in these situations where we're like, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is is so weak. And that's why Jesus pulls us back and he says, listen, what you need to do is you need to watch and pray that you do not enter into temptation. You see, watching is a human power. It's a gift that God has given to us. But prayer is really a divine thing. You see, watching sees temptation coming. This is what Jesus is doing. He's like, hey, be, be on guard. Like, watch. Like, in First Peter, he says, hey, listen, our adversary, our anim- enemy, the devil, is like a roaring lion. He's coming after you. Stay awake. Watch. Right? Jesus is prophetically saying to the disciples, if you think this moment is hard, wait for the moments that are about to come here. Wait for the moments when they're going to ask you to deny me. And he's prophetically pushing that out to them. And he's prophetically giving that to you and I right now here in this moment is seeing the temptation coming, watching it. So what do you need to be looking out for today? You know, what is the area of your life that you keep missing that maybe you're not seeing? Jesus is like, have eyes to see, watch, but don't just watch pray. You need to, you need divine power. We're telling our kids all the time, you can't do it on your own effort. You need to pray and ask God for strength. So prayer gives us the strength to resist it. And this is so, so beautiful. Jesus is like this. Hey guys, I'm in the middle of resisting right now. I I am in the middle of resisting a temptation. Like when I first started ministry, he would say to his disciples, like, look, I I had to resist the devil. Right. And now I'm in this garden doing the same. 
I'm in this struggle against this idea that it's overwhelming me to the point where I'm bleeding. I'm so overwhelmed. And yes, look, I'm overwhelmed at this point. And you're struggling because you can't even stay asleep to pray for the one you say you love, the one you say you would give your life to. But he has this merciful statement that he puts over them. And he says this, hey, I know your spirit is willing, but your flesh keeps getting in the way. The flesh keeps you failing. You see, Jesus is in the garden and he's watching and he's praying. He's calling his disciples and he's calling you and I into the same thing. Because what is Jesus doing in this moment right now? He's saying, Father, take this away from me. Take this cup from me. If at all possible, take it away. But then he says, not my will, but yours be done. It was Jesus fully embracing the Spirit's movement that allowed him to continue into obedience to the Father in order to lay down his life. And he is calling us into the same thing. He is prophetically saying this over the disciples right now. What he's saying is, if you think this is hard, wait till you see what's coming. Wait till you see what it is to deny me. Wait till you see what it is to see me abused and wrongly accused and crucified. And then I die and I raise again. And then I look to you on the sands, on the seashore. And I say, I'm ascending into heaven. Now you need to go tell the people that listen, the flesh is weak, but the spirit or that the spirit is willing but and the flesh is weak and that you need to watch and you need to pray so that you can resist temptation in which Jesus modeled for us. That we can do this, but we can only do this by depending and trusting completely on the spirit's movement in our lives that we can evict our hearts to be like Jesus, to, to, to obediently follow Jesus in the way that Jesus obeyed the father. You see, our flesh is constantly pulling us deeper into the things of this earth. That's what Satan's consistently trying to do. Distract us from the things of heaven, the things of God. So, so our flesh is constantly pulling us deeper into the things of this earth while the spirit of the living God is empowering us with the things and the realities of heaven. So where are you living in the flesh where the spirit of God wants to set you free? Where are you living in the flesh? Just take a moment after this podcast and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that thing. I'm living in the flesh. I have a spirit that wants to do the right thing. I want to follow after Jesus, but this thing, I've not watched it and I'm not prayed about it. Where are you living in the flesh where the spirit of God wants to set you free? That's what I've been working through. So may the strength of the spirit guide and lead us as we live to glorify our heavenly father. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is nearer to you than your own heartbeat. Till next time, cheers. Cheers.